0: Hi, this is NFL Networks Patrick Claybon, welcoming you to another episode of the Fourth and Out Podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world. Because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears, and you hear me, and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the Fourth and Out because. Well, the universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that might be on and enjoy the 4th and Out podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the 4th and Out podcast with me, George Evans. I'm again joined this week by Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going?
2: I'm good, thanks, mate. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, very good, mate. I'm also joined by Ollie Broom. Oli, how are you? Good,
3: well, yeah, mate. All good, thank you.
1: Good man, good man. So in this episode, we'll be discussing the NFC West division, probably, in my opinion, the best division in football. Uh, So it should be a good chat. As usual, we'll go through the teams from lowest to top. So the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams and Seahawks. I believe that was the order, wasn't it, Liam? Unless
2: it's changed overnight, yes. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I have to check myself. Otherwise, you know, I get confused. Um, not like we're not rushing through this episode just because we're meeting in a couple of hours' time either. This will still be top quality chat. That's for sure. I don't know,
2: top quality is questionable, but we'll crack on, shall
1: we? Yeah, let's crack on. So we'll start with the 49ers who finished with a six and ten record last season. Obviously the team was decimated by injuries that pretty much started in week two when they lost Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. So I think even to come away with a six and ten record is pretty positive and they played really well for a lot of those games as well, especially defensively. Carl Shanahan made them look like a very solid team and they were in a lot of those games until the very end. Um, Liam, just a quick quick summary of what you thought of their season overall and just how unlucky they were with injuries.
2: So obviously they were really unlucky with injuries, but I'm going to try and be positive about them. So the defence was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Williams was the highest-graded tackle in football with 91.9%, which I believe is a leap. I I do think on offense, though, with Ayuk and Kittle, they had some good schemes that went well. Um, But, yeah, it was the defense, really, that I think is the story of the year for the team.
1: Yeah, I think Ayuk looked like a really solid pickup, actually. I think he looked like a really good wide receiver, especially towards the end.
2: If they've got a good quarterback next season, he could look
3: really good.
1: I agree. Ollie. what do you make of their season last year?
3: Yeah, I think 6-10 and 10 was a reasonable record considering how many injuries they had. They were just absolutely ruined by it. You'd, you'd expect them
2: to get two or three wins with that amount of injuries, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, who was playing
3: quarterback? Was it Mullins or CJ Bethard, maybe?
1: Yeah, they had both of them, yeah,
3: at one point. So, um, all... so yeah, um, going forward, you'd like to think the injury bug won't strike quite as hard again. But that core of their roster is really good, so I think they'll be looking for a winning record this season. At the very That'd least,
1: a good part of the reason they were able to get to that six and ten record is because their running game so good, and that's something they've been able to rely on with that good offensive line as well. So I'm guessing that'll be something they look to take into 2021. But obviously, we know that now San Francisco have the <laughs> third round, uh, third overall pick in the 2021 draft, which is coming up shortly. Liam is guaranteed now, as we said before, that they're going to go for a quarterback pretty much. It's just a case of who, isn't it? It's going to be. So who's your money on, Ollie?
3: Who are they going to take? Um, there's been a lot of talk about Mac Jones. I think that would be a big move to go up that high for Mac Jones. Um, we ran a poll on the Twitter. Justin Fields came out top with 68% of the vote, which is pretty comprehensive. And I think he makes the most sense for them from potential, what he's done so far, or the intangibles. I think he'd be a big pick-up for them.
1: I agree, and he's so good with his legs as well. You could see his speed at the pro day the other day, where he won a 4.40, which is the fastest by any quarterback um, before that since RG3, which is... you know.
3: Jimmy G's done a really good job as the starter for the 49ers. He's got a good record. Um, but if they had a more mobile quarterback in there, I think the sky could be the limit for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see what Jimmy Garoppolo can do when he's fit during 2019. You took him obviously to the Super Bowl with the help of a very good defense, obviously. Um, but Jimmy G for me, still a nice starter. I saw something on Twitter yesterday to uh, they were saying that it would take a first-round pick now for them to lose Jimmy Garoppolo. But to me, Liam, it feels like more sense to keep Jimmy G around and then bring in this rookie as well for the season after.
2: Yeah. Um, I think they're just going to – I think I said this in the midweek pod – I think they're just going to have a quarterback battle and then just keep the best QB and then trade for a first-round pick by the looks of it, which if they got a first-round pick with him, I think that would be a really good trade.
3: Yeah, I I'm think not they're sure in a great you... position. I'm not sure you get to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. It's a big ask. Yeah. Um, So I think the roster, all the pieces are in place and potentially Garoppolo could get him there. And I mean, you know, if you've got a rookie learning under a successful quarterback, that'll bode well for the future.
1: By all accounts as well, Jimmy Garoppolo is a very popular quarterback in San Francisco. The teammates absolutely love him and don't want to see him go. He always comes across as, you know, a pretty cool guy. He's always played very well for the 49ers. He's got a fantastic record there. And they lose a lot more, you know, without him than they do with him. So I agree completely that he should stay on and help mentor this. Um, this oh, rookie. I agree with
2: you. I'm just going with what I've heard on social media, which has got to be true, hasn't it? Because nothing ever lies on there.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, at the moment, the 49ers, according to social media, are getting in six quarterbacks and probably getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. So it all kind of makes sense. But um, probably the biggest part of that team, in my opinion, is that defence and the defensive line in particular. And losing Nick Bowser so early on last season in week two, Oli, was just such a huge miss for him, considering what he'd done in his rookie year in 2019.
3: Yeah, he's an absolute monster, isn't he? So definitely be good to have him back alongside the other guys there. Um, obviously, they lost DeForest Buckner to the Colts, but the majority of the defence is still together and they just, just keep rolling just keep performing.
1: Yeah, the only issues that they might have coming up to, the, they've got some secondary issues where I guess they've got holes that they need to fill. Um, Richard Sherman's now left and has become a free agent, obviously a very solid cornerback. So they've still got some some issues of need, Liam. Um, so taking what we assume is going to be a quarterback of the third overall pick, where else do you think they need to pick up in the draft or free agency just to help them solidify a little bit?
2: Well, I was going to say a corner. That was going to be my next pick and maybe some more help on offense just to sort of give this new QB or some, or John, uh, Jimmy G some help possibly. It's it's hard because the team's quite complete overall. So how else, how else would you sort of fill them up?
1: I, I, I agree. I think you're right. They've got a lot of weapons, maybe a backup tight end for George Kittle because he's not always the fittest player, but when he's on the pitch, he's obviously a complete game record. Bring him in for
2: third down backer maybe, just so, Get some reps in,
1: yeah. Get some, maybe get another running back in. They let Tevin Coleman go, so and Raheem Muster, again is also injury prone. That's the that's the big problem with the 49ers, isn't it? That they're just a very injury prone team.
2: I think the problem you've got is if they're changing to a mobile QB, I'm not too sure how a running back system would work with the. Do you know what I mean with the system? So it'd be interesting with Jimmy G. I could maybe see them maybe going in for a running back, but if they're going with Lance, say, is that? is that going to be sort of the direction they'll be going in? Because they'll be a more running-based team. I'm not...
1: They've been so successful with that running game, though, through 2019 and even through 2020. It feels like Cole Shanahan won't want to lose that, especially investing in that offensive line with uh, Trent Williams as well.
3: I mean, you mentioned how many injuries they've got, but despite that, the running game was still successful. They were just bringing guys in and they were performing. Yeah, I mean, so that, I don't know
1: where these guys were coming from. They're dragging people <laughs> off the street to play and they were still running. That, that speaks a lot.
3: It. Yeah, maybe, like, outside of the run. Um, I think it speaks a lot to the, the scheme and the blocking up front as well. I think
1: there's definitely key parts of that. Offense. Yeah, I think arguably for the 49ers, you could say the best pickup of the last few years has been Kyle Shanahan and what he's done for that team. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion, Liam, I don't know what you think.
2: Yeah, he's a t- top five coach for me, definitely. I-, I think the Super Bowl loss, right, I know it's a couple of years now, but I don't put that on Shanahan at all.
1: No, I think they just lost to the better team on the yeah. day, which could easily happen. And they could have really fallen apart last season, but it felt like Shanahan kept that team together instead of going on a 3-13
2: record. shows how good coach he is.
1: Yeah, they went six and ten. And they, as I said before, they were competitive in a lot of those games. There was only one that I could think of against the Dolphins where Fitzmagic blew them out for five passing touchdowns and it was kind of game over at half-time. That's a bit that crazy.
2: That coaching, that you're staying in games for three quarters of it and you're only losing at the end. Maybe it's players aren't good enough to win or it could be a coaching play. Depends on the game, I suppose.
1: Yeah, true. Um Ollie, what do you think? So coming up to the... 2021 season, obviously they're in a very difficult division with the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. Um, what's the success for the 49ers?
3: Yes, yeah, spoiler alert, it's a very good division. Obviously, we're going to talk about the other three soon. Um, but I think we've got to make a run at the Super Bowl with the roster they've got. You'd be hoping, step by step, first thing, winning record. Second thing, probably looking at trying to win the division. And then running the playoff gauntlet. I think, with with the roster they've got there and running it back as they did in 2019.
1: Yeah, it kind of, I don't know what it feels like to you, Liam, but it feels like win or bust at the moment for the 49ers this season because they've, they've paid up a lot of you know, a lot of players, Trent Williams especially. They've moved up to number three overall. It is kind of win or bust for the 49ers this season.
2: Definitely. I, I think I agree with Ollie. It's got to be, you've got to aim for the Super Bowl. If not, I think, it's, I think it's a failure if they don't even get the playoffs at all.
3: Yeah, completely agree. I mean, someone's going to miss out in this division and be disappointed. Um, what's Sky,
2: Sky Bet got at the odds, Ollie? Because you're normally aware of such things. I
1: think they're equal with the LA Rams
2: at the yeah, time. Ram.
3: Another spoiler, was... the Rams are up there in the betting.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised. They're never I'd bet on, a on the 49ers, personally, if I was betting.
3: Yeah, I agree
1: with you, Liam. I. I... Preferably, I prefer um, the 49ers as a team as a whole if they've got everyone healthy. But as we said before, that's always the issue with.
2: Then versus Francisco. the Rams, those divisional games could be tasty next season.
1: Yeah, there'll be some brilliant
3: divisional games. That's for sure. Um, they've taken the market down. So. Pending, I'll let you know next time. They must know we're talking <laughs> about it. Yeah. That's clearly they what know it is, got isn't thousands
1: it? of listeners invested in this. The market's clearly moving,
2: hundreds of thousands of
1: listeners. All right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah you're right. I'm underselling yeah, it, Liam.
3: I think this place might be bugged. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's because <laughs> you keep betting. <laughs> yeah,
1: it probably is, mate. Betting on every sport there is. All right, cool. Yeah, well, just hope for a healthy, and healthy season from the 49ers. It'd be really good to see what they can do with a full roster and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do okay we'll move on to the Arizona Cardinals now okay we are now joined by Tom from the at British Bird Gang Twitter page hi Tom thanks for joining
0: no problem thanks for having me on Uh,
1: so the Cardinals obviously had a much better season in 2020 than they did in the previous two Um, I just wanted to know your feelings on how you thought the season went um, what it could have been and was there any missed opportunities really
0: yeah, I think like it was obviously it was a decent season for the Cardinals last year, but it could have been so much better, as you said. You know, we had too many losses that were too close. Like a couple of, if we made a couple more field goals from seeing Gonzalez, maybe we'd have been in the playoffs. But it wasn't to be, sadly.
1: Yeah, the game against the Bills uh, springs to mind as one of the better highlights, definitely, because that's that pass is still absolutely incredible. I watch it. Weekly, I think it comes up on n f l twitter page, but yeah your kicking game really was an issue, and um that's now been rectified, hasn't it, with the signing of um is it Matt prato who's gone there
0: yeah, we saw Matt Preto, although that was only on a one year deal, so solidifies was...
1: the position though that's yeah, yeah can't,
0: definitely can't be too fussed with that because I think he's got the joint record longest field goal in n f l history hasn't he
1: yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, were you happy with the progression of Kyler Murray throughout the season?
0: I think at the start of the season he was an, he was excellent, but then he decided to try truck a guy in Miami, I think it was, and yeah. after that game he just wasn't the same. So where he like caught of like a small injury or something there, and then like obviously that affected him the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, he did have that yeah slight injury, didn't he? Because I had him in fantasy and for the first eight weeks or so he was absolutely doing everything he possibly could for me. Um, and then, yeah, he just seemed to have that slight injury and it kind of took him off his game. I don't know whether it was Cliff Kingsbury's um, coaching as well that kind of did it or his schemes. But um, what do you make of Kingsbury? I
0: think he's obviously, he came into the league with a losing record at Texas Tech. So everyone was already against him anyway, but... You know, he's had two all right years in Arizona. Like, we've not made the playoffs just yet, but we've shown progression from year one to year two. So now I'm just hoping that year three, we go even further than that and actually make the playoffs this year.
2: I think you will. I think it's just
0: a matter of time before you do. Yeah, it's definitely tough in the NFC though. You know, there's so many teams who can actually make the playoffs.
1: Especially in your division as well. It's a really difficult division in 2021.
0: Yeah, it's a ridiculous division. Like you could literally make a case for any of the four teams to win it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Which is the which really isn't the case in any other division, I don't think. I mean, you've obviously strengthened with the signings of um, JJ Watt, AJ Green, um, and uh, Rodney Hudson as well. You've got to be happy with some of those.
0: I'm happy with all three of them to be fair. Like even though AJ Green and JJ Watt are sort of like older than like anyone else, the quality players and that's something that we've been lacking I think throughout the roster we've not had any like real elite quality players for a while
1: Yeah, and him, uh, JJ Watt pairing with Chandler Jones is something quite frightening for people like Russell Wilson
0: I hope he enjoys running
1: for his life this year once again (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's really got a choice and well he can come to the Bears I guess but You know, just had to get that in there, Liam, before you say anything.
2: (laughs) You just can't let it go, can you?
1: Well, no, not yet. A player I was really interested in last season was Isaiah Simmons. I thought he kind of came into his own towards the end of the season.
0: Uh, I don't know what you made of him, but he's kind of a hybrid uh, defensive player. Yeah, he's just one of those players who can literally play almost anywhere in the defence. Obviously not defensive line or nose tackle because he's too small, but, you know. You could play him linebacker, you could play him slot corner, play him safety, have him rushing the passer. You know, he could literally do anything on the defence.
3: He was really hyped up um, going into the draft, and he went with the eighth pick, um, which could have been seen as a steal because he was projected to go a little bit higher. Um, And he had a bit of a rough start, but after that, he, he seemed to really come into his own from sort of week seven onwards. And he seemed to have quite a good second half of the season.
0: Yeah, apparently Vance Joseph said, like, after the bye week we had, which was a late one, he came back like a completely different player. And, like, it showed on the field because he started having, like, really good games after that. Yeah, he looking like the sort, He was, like, looking at the sort of player you'd think you'd get with an eight for overall pick.
3: Yeah, he intercepted Russell Wilson, which set up a game-winning field goal, which probably did
0: his confidence the world a good. Yeah, I'd just love to see him do a bit, do that a bit more, you know. Even make the field a bit more because, like, I think it was week one against San Francisco. We had a couple of bad plays, and everyone started to think maybe he's not right. He's not ready for this just yet. So, like, obviously that led to them using Jordan Hicks and Devondre Campbell more going forward, and he was just used like sparingly.
3: Part of that might have been with like the COVID situation. Obviously, they didn't have time in camp and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd like to write it down to that. And then, you know, hopefully he has a off-season this year, pre-season games as well. And, like, obviously he'll be a bigger part in year two.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that lack of pre-season was probably a thing that killed a lot of rookies at the start. There wasn't too many players, apart from maybe Justin Herbert, who came in and lit the league up straight away. Um, talking to the draft then, it's very close now, um, the end of this month. You've got the 16th overall pick. Uh where would you like to see the team go?
0: I think it's a difficult one to say at the moment because like 16 seems to be too low for like the quality players for where we actually need them like straight away. So like a cornerback or maybe even a wide receiver. Like most mock drafts seem to say that the top guys in those positions will be like long gone before 16, so
2: the only guy I've seen, Horn at Corner, seems to be come out a lot. I don't know, I'm not too sure. I don't think he's a top ranked corner, but yeah, his name seems to be. He's actually... in the top
0: three. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's like dead... after his pro days like shot up people's draft rankings. So like maybe a top ten pick now, along with Patrick 13.
1: Yeah, and Caleb Farley, I guess, would be the other one. I think you've got a really interesting team. Obviously, you lost Patrick Peterson, who'd been there for a long time. He went over to Liam's Vikings. Um, was it sad to see him go?
0: Sorry, I didn't hear that.
1: Um, oh, no worries. I was just saying, uh, Patrick Peterson obviously went to the Vikings uh, last se- uh, this season in the free agency. Was it sad to see him go? He'd been such a good player for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, he's definitely been one of my favourite players since, he, since we drafted him back in 2011. So... Yeah, it was sad to see him go, but like he's had a couple of down years considering like where he's been in the years previous to that. Like since he had his six game suspension for drugs, I think it was. Yeah, since then he's just not really been the same sort of player. So maybe a new, like, new scenery will do him the world of good.
3: See, Liam certainly hoping so.
2: Yeah, we need help at corner desperately. So I'm hoping this- 'Cause obviously he's in as a defensive coach,
0: so I'm really hoping that he can get the best out of him. I do think he's definitely got plenty left in the tank, you know. It's just like obviously with the short, like the smaller cap this year, we've had to like prioritize getting different positions in. So he was like the odd man out, it seems to be.
1: I think so he well, got quite a good deal there for ten ten million.
2: He'll help out your,
1: you know, young cornerbacks.
2: The one question I wanted to ask you, Tom, was about um, Hopkins. What a trade that was! You got an absolute steal there.
0: I still can't believe that actually happened.
2: (laughs) I don't think the whole league can.
1: I I think any
0: Texans fans can (laughs) as well. Yeah, it is a ridiculous deal, you know. Like, obviously, I was a fan of David Johnson, but again, he was like another player who got injured, and then after that, he just wasn't the same. So, I think you got the better player out of the trade there by Miles. Yeah, even though it cost us a second-round pick, but, you know, with Steve Kahn drafting, you know, maybe it's better we go for, like, a proven talent as opposed to someone in the draft.
1: Yeah, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and he had a huge impact, I thought, last season. And he helped Kyler Murray out um, quite a lot, especially, as you say, during weeks one to eight when he was really good. It's just nice to have that weapon that you know you can trust.
0: Yeah, but, like, obviously that means now we've only got, like, because Larry Fitzgerald had a bit of a down year last year, like he wasn't as good as he usually was, so it was basically DeAndre Hopkins or nothing. It seemed like for most of the season. It yeah, seemed yeah. like
3: that from stat lines. He was, you know, going off ridiculous, sort of ten catches some weeks. Nobody else really doing all that
0: much. Yeah, I mean, like we've definitely got like wide receivers in the locker room to so, like step up, but none of them seem to like Christian Kirk. Like, he had a couple of good games and then disappeared. And Isabella can't even find the field half the time. <laughs> and Keyshaw Johnson, you know, he might make a catch or two every other week, you know. Other than that, anonymous.
1: And Isabella just felt like he was always running down the other side of the pitch. And if Kyler Murray saw him, he saw him. And he'd always go down for maybe a 60-yard bomb once a game. And sometimes it'd pay off and sometimes it wouldn't. A bit like you Christian know, Kirk as well.
0: Yeah, the thing with Andy Isabella, though, like, you can see him open, but Kyler just never seemed to throw his way, which is just, I don't know if Kyler wasn't seeing him, but, or, you know, just or like he was to see just him being told to throw to
1: Hopkins, yeah. Do you think you need help at the tight end position?
0: I think we will probably look to that, yeah, because I think at the moment we've only got two under contract and they're more blocking tight ends like Max Williams and Darrell Daniels, so, yeah. If Kyle Pitts likes to fall to 60, you know, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a lovely pickup.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be, the, that'd be an even bigger steal than Hopkins. It's not that happening, though, is it? No, sadly, I don't it. think so, I mate. I what think. about um,
3: running back? Because obviously Drake's gone to the Raiders. Um, so obviously, you know, Chase Edmonds is probably a lead guy. I think you need to add in that position.
0: I think we will add to that position, yeah, because like, there's rumours around at the moment that James Connor could be coming in. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not too high on him either, but, you know, I like Chase Edmonds, but I'm not sure if he could, like, be like a running back wad sort of guy.
3: Yeah, he was definitely more of a sort of change of pace, giving an alternative to Drake. Um, Connor's Connor's all right. as a hard runner, not elite,
1: not terrible. You just need that other option, though, for Kyler Murray, don't you? Because if the passing game's not on and there's no running game, then it becomes a real problem.
3: Could that be an option in the draft at 16, or is that too early, do you think?
1: That's Probably too early for me. I don't know how you feel, Tom, but probably a second or a third round is probably a bit
0: better. it back, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we did have Travis Etienne a couple of weeks ago saying that the Cardinals taking him at 16 would be a dream of his, so... You know, I'd be happy to, I'd happily take him. Maybe not at 16, but, you know, if we could, like, trade down, pick up a few more picks, Yeah. take him a bit later in the first round, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, that would be a good move, actually. But, you know, second round, you know, they could get Javante Williams. I'm a big fan of his. I'd happily take him there.
1: There's a lot of good running backs in the draft class, actually, and a lot of them should go in the second round because, you know, you've got one or two standouts maybe, but teams have got so many other positions of need, that running backs kind of get forgotten in the draft sometimes anyway Okay, so if you're uh, moving towards the 2021 season, um, what in your mind would be a good season for you? Is it now reaching the playoffs? Or maybe going a bit further than that?
0: I think definitely reaching the playoffs would be like the main goal because once you're in the playoffs, you know what's going to happen
1: Yeah, you've just got to be in that conversation, like you were unlucky last year you finished with the same record as uh, the Bears did, um, and the Bears got into play against the Saints, which I'd rather they didn't, because for me it was just an extra game that I didn't need to watch. Um, but I feel like with your team, you can. I know the division's difficult, obviously, but I feel like double digit wins is a possibility if everyone stays fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when we have 17 games to play now, you know, that's an extra game to go out and hopefully win. So,
1: yeah, I think yeah, very maybe true.
0: 10, 11 wins should be a, a goal, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I agree. Who's your 17th game against, by the way? It's away at Cleveland, so... Ooh, I think that's a bit early. That's, that's interesting. Football, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of good 17th-week um, games, actually. I, I didn't expect it to be that good, but uh, that's another cracker.
2: Before you go, Tom, I just had a look at the man with the legend of Larry Fitzgerald, and apparently he's going to retire on um, Guided.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's been... I think he's been mooted since probably like 2017. There's yeah, been like it has, rumors it? of has. It. So it's like four years in a row we've had, is Larry coming back? So it'll be weird next year not having that. Should it be the case this year?
1: Yeah, I think we all want to see him in the league for one
2: more season.
1: Even if he, even just for him to get another couple of catches. I don't know. There's something, I'm not ready to see him go yet.
2: I really wanted him in Minnesota. I really did. And it's not going to ever happen. I've got it. No. I think he's
0: always he's always said, doesn't he, like it's either Arizona or nowhere. So I hope he sticks to that. Like, Yeah, I hope, I hope
2: he stays. It's just the only reason I him to come to us because she's from there and his dad used to work for the local press. But I completely understand his loyalties to Arizona. I wouldn't begrudge him at all.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tom. Really appreciate that. Do you uh, want to plug your social media account while you're on it?
0: Yeah, we can be found at British Bird Gang on Twitter, and we're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash British Bird Gang. And we also have a podcast of our own. Am I right to plug that?
1: Yeah, go for it. Yeah, us. of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a podcast of our own called The British Bird Gang Breakdown, which you can find at all good podcast places.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you uh, again so much for coming on. It's great to talk about the Cardinals, one of the more interesting teams in the league, definitely. And uh, good luck for the upcoming season.
2: Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. thanks.
1: Okay, so let's move on to the LA Rams now. Um, obviously, had another very good season last season. Probably quite a surprising season, actually. I didn't expect them to do as well as they did. Um, just looking at the roster, but I guess when you have good coaching from Sean McVay, it does help. Liam, what did you make of their season overall? Finished with a 10-6 and six record, I believe?
2: Well, considering how Goff played, I think they had a really good season. Um, and they made the playoffs as well and beat the Seahawks so I don't really think if you're around fan, you can complain whatsoever I think it was a great season
3: mm.
2: Ollie, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I tend to agree they're very well coached if their roster seemingly isn't quite up to scratch um, just looking at it McRae's got a 43-21 and 21 regular season record uh, but only 3-3 three and three in the playoffs obviously including that defeat to the Patriots in the Super Bowl Um, But, yeah, getting in the playoffs and winning a game against a divisional rival, obviously they then lost to that very good Green Bay team. Um, Yeah, I think you've got to be happy with that, considering, you know, Goff was underperforming at quarterback.
1: I think that was their problem, especially in the Green Bay game. um, Their offence, it struggles, you know, and it it goes through hot and cold spells. And if the running game's working, then it's perfect. If Goff could have got those short passes out, then great. They've obviously got the best defence in the league, which helps. But where they were let down in that Green Bay game, especially, is just because of their lack of offence. And now bringing in Matthew Stafford, um, Liam, that should help resolve a lot of those problems.
2: I think, yeah, I think it will be a lot better on offence. They've got someone who's a bit more experienced in the league. Um, but I'd, I'd like to say do better, but I'm not too sure what they can do with the play calling. Are they going to adjust it for him? Or is he going to have to learn a whole new playbook in six months?
1: Uh, he's good enough, sure.
2: he's good enough, and he's got a good football IQ to learn it quickly. But that would be quite interesting to see at the start of the season. Of how he I think you'll doubt. see
1: a lot more deep balls and more risque passes. Um, I think Sean McVay will open it up to Stafford's skill
2: set, which It'll is be interesting to see how he does with a better O line because obviously he's not really ever had one in Detroit, has he? And obviously the Rams have got better O line so yeah, it'd be quite nice to see him with some time in the pocket for once.
1: Better O-line and arguably better receivers. Cooper Cup's a very solid pair of hands. Robert Woods is very good. You know, Tyler Higby's a nice little tight end option. And they've got, you know, really good team again there. And they got a nice running back group as well, um, highlighted by Cam Akers, who I thought towards the end of last season really showed what he was all about, Ollie. Yeah. Um
3: very good red zone threat. Um, which will, you know, help out Stafford massively as he adjusts to the offense. Um I'm sure you two are obviously happy to see them out of your division. I'm pretty excited by this, to be honest. Um, I've got the Rams. Don't laugh, but I've got them as my dark horses for next season. I think mm. I found these odds before Skybet suspended everything. But, you um, are Skybet. You Skybet, sponsor us. three minutes. I wish they did. Yeah, 6-1 for the NFC. Um, I don't mind that at all. 12-1 for the Super Bowl maybe stretching it a bit, double the odds to win one more game. But um, yeah, I think Stafford is going to have fun there. Um, yeah, pretty excited by this move.
2: I think it's either going to go one or two ways. I think they're either
3: going to improve or regress, but I think they're more likely to improve. I think with their offensive line, it needs a boost, I think, because they've lost their center Austin in to the Chiefs. Um. And at the same time, Whitworth, you know, he's been superb for years and years and years now. But he's thirty-nine years old, so going be soon now. I wish <laughs> I was that old. Um, also, you know, if they're going to look to address that, they don't pick until fifty-seven in the draft. Obviously, we've touched on them Blimey. getting rid of all their draft picks previously. Um, so yeah, that that may be a problem sooner rather than
1: later not too sure yeah the Rams more than any team I think in the league and maybe the Seahawks as well just don't care about first round picks and they go for players that are already proven in the league I mean Jalen Ramsey obviously is the best corner in the league give up two first round picks and it's worked out brilliantly Stafford give up two first round picks which at the time about a month ago felt like a lot Liam but looking at it now They're very much a team like the 49ers who are win and bust, so they had to do it.
2: Yeah, I think they've got to do it because if they had another season with a terrible QB, I think a lot of jobs would get cut (laughs) if they did. But I think, yeah, they're all playing for their jobs, which is fair enough. And I think they've got a much better, safer option now at QB.
1: That defence is obviously the highlight of that LA Rams team and Aaron Donald especially, who is just an absolute monster. And who made
3: You say cool. they've got rid of all their first round picks mm-hmm. Donald was a first round pick that's a, that's successful, so they've obviously gone away from that formula um, for some reason.
1: He might have been their last first round pick <laughs> he might have been their last first round pick in 2014, think, 2014 yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right, that was successful, but Aaron Donald coming out of college was kind of one that they couldn't you know not take because he was such a such, such freak. a freak. As you say, it has worked out brilliantly for them. But all the Rams needed, really, was a quarterback. And where they were going to draft this year, they weren't going to get one. They weren't going to get one that they wanted. So they had to trade out for a quarterback in the league that they wanted, and they had to get rid of those first-round picks, really.
3: But at the same time, it's getting the golf contract off the books as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is just as important, because... As good as the Rams aren't making some decisions, they're really bad at making others. And giving Goff that contract when they did just made no sense, really.
3: Same with Gurney. That's been hitting him for the last few years.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you do wonder who makes those decisions.
3: Question for you
2: both, Saying about Donald. Do you think he's the best defensive player in the NFL? He's the best
1: defensive player of all time.
2: Wow, that's a bold claim.
1: That is that is how good I think Aaron Donald is. Obviously, I've not watched football for a 100 years, so I can't go through all that. But he's definitely, yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely the best defensive linesman, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. Biggest game wreck I've ever seen play football. He's that
3: good. I mean, it's so difficult to compare positions, <clears throat> but you could put him best player in the NFL. He wouldn't be out of place in that argument. I think, yeah, he's got to be top three, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, think- obviously, quarterbacks are, are more valuable, but it is difficult to compare the positions. Um,
1: the and the other co- players, a quarterback's no always is going to You know, every time, every time before the league season starts, they're asked to pick their top 100 players. Aaron Donald came out top in 2019, came out third in 2020.
2: I always on Madden, he's rated 99. Obviously, that means doesn't matter how much you mean about it. But he's always rated 99 on Madden, like most years. Well, and he so. always
1: will be, because I don't yeah. think.
2: You could do anything else.
3: Other teams have to respect him. They have to give him that attention from their O line.
2: But that seems to changed it massively, didn't they? Like the Sacks, who did?
1: Yeah, and that proves how valuable he can be. Teams are still triple teaming. But if you've got a bad O-line, then you're. it's not just what Donald does for himself and his statistics. It's what he does for players like Leonard Floyd, who came off a pretty poor few years at Chicago, went to the LA Rams and got a ton more sacks because he's playing with someone like Donald who teams have to look at and concentrate on and then they forget about a Leonard Floyd. So he, he just has an effect on every single part of that game, really. A position or two positions that they have lost players, though, at safety, they lost John Johnson, the third, and at cornerback, they lost Troy Hill, obviously a very good slot corner. So I do think that their secondary... Ollie is going to suffer a little bit more now because, you know, that was a huge part of that top-ranked defence.
3: Yeah, you'd think they'll probably look to address that in the draft. Um, they haven't been too busy in free agency otherwise, so that's probably where they're going to go in the draft. Um, and for all that they can generate pressure up front, they may be vulnerable on the back end.
1: Yeah, especially in that division, you've got Russell Wilson who can obviously do anything with that. Kyler Murray as well has got a nice deep ball. I mean,
3: obviously, we've spoken about the cards already. Um, Seahawks coming up. There's some ridiculous receivers in this division. Yeah. So they will burn you.
1: You can trust Jalen Ramsey to shut one of them down, but not, not two of them, which is what we've seen with the Seahawks before and the Rams. So you can shut down DK Metcalf, but you can't shut down Tyler Lockett at the same time. You, ne- you do need that. Top secondary, Liam, in that division, to help you, you know, really win a lot of games.
2: Yes, you do. And um, Cardinal, we said about the Cardinals losing Peterson earlier. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting where the Rams go with their secondary here.
1: Yeah, in a in a weird way, it felt strange that they let someone as good as John Johnson go um, in free agency. I know they've got cap issues, but you seem like a no brainer to try and keep him on. They had a really good season. They had a
2: contract of. As- Avoidable years in or some sort of BS around it wouldn't you to try and keep it or you'd try, yeah. and you'd try and do anything wouldn't
1: you surely you think yeah I, no I completely agree and I think it comes back to the issue that they had with the Goff and Gurley contracts in that they're still eating up dead money uh, talking to Todd Gurley I know slightly off su- uh, subject but I think he's got a new team he wouldn't say who on Twitter but um, as talks about him going back to the Rams a lot of people seem interested in that. So. Who knows? That might be a thing.
2: It'd be interesting if he goes to a new team. How he's going to change? Because obviously he was brilliant at the Rams. Questionable at the Falcons. Is if he goes into a new system, is he going to sort of regress or is he going to improve? It will be interesting.
1: Problem with Todd Gurley was that his his knee just gave up on him, and he had a couple of amazing years, at, you know, at the Rams. And then I after think, that, his knee I think was just shot par- a bit. I think
2: and- he's past it, unfortunately. Now, so
1: shall- yeah, running backs have a short. Shelf life in the NFL. I think that's what's being seen more and more.
3: Yeah, he's exhibit A for how risky it is to pay running backs in this league.
2: Or you have someone like Peterson who just somehow is still playing, who's a freak of nature.
1: Sometimes you get lucky with injuries, sometimes you don't. It's
2: nature of sport, I suppose.
1: That's the way it goes. Um, So, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, the Rams don't have a first-round pick. They don't have one for quite a number of years. Not got many picks overall, but you'd expect for them in that second round pick just to pick up someone in the secondary, help shore that up, and then maybe looking free agency to pick up a few more. And then they've got another really solid team.
3: Yeah, they've got good skill positions, so I think they'll probably be looking for help on defence. Um, receivers good, we said Cam Akers and Henderson are good running backs, maybe even if Gurley comes back. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really excited about the Stafford move. Maybe I'm just a bit overhyped about it. But, yeah, I, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do.
1: I think the Stafford move is one of the best moves of the whole off-season. Um, and, people and aren't too much into the picks. It's, it's, not it's not just for thing. the
3: Rams. I think I'm excited to see what he can do outside of Detroit as well. Because I don't think yeah. they've always surrounded him with opportunities.
2: That's, to, what I'm, that's what I'm exactly what I'm excited for. Just to see how he does with a new system, with a capable team. Sorry, Detroit. Fans.
1: No, you're right, though, with better coaching, and Sean McVay's proved to be one of the best coaches in the
2: NFL. Wade Phillips, he's won Super Bowls in the past with Dallas. Yeah, they've yeah. got a great coaching
3: staff. And um, You can say Goff has declined and he wasn't good last season, but that when they went went to the Super Bowl, he was he had a good season. I think yeah. it's peak for me.
1: But he had a good season because it works in that McVay yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that was it, I mean... Just talking to Sean McVay, obviously one of the best coaches. He's still the youngest coach in the NFL, and he's been there for, what, four years or something? That always kind of blows my mind. He's only 35 years old, and he's as successful as he is. Uh, a brilliant offensive mind, Liam, um, and someone who's just you'd love to work for if you're a quarterback, really, which is why I think well, Stafford went there instead of maybe the Patriots.
2: or. Hit, other hit the nail on the head, maybe that's exactly why he went.
3: I mean
1: the I'd location like probably has something to do with it as well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind living in LA <laughs> if I'm honest, you know. It's
3: better than Detroit,
1: isn't it? Well, Liam, I'm not gonna slag off Detroit anymore because I feel like uh, I've done it quite a lot on this show. But yeah, we're pro-Detroit on this. Oh uh, uh, we both
2: don't like we both don't mind
1: the lines. So No. Uh, I don't anymore now. They've got rid yeah. of Stafford. No, they're, they're lines about their teeth now, mate. I we'll be calls. absolutely fine. So Ollie, you spoke about what you think that they could possibly do um, going into this, this season, but um, Liam, what do you reckon? What's a, what's a good season? What should they expect now with Stafford? Are they looking at the Super Bowl? Is it win and bust?
2: I think it's playoffs and then you roll the dice and see where you go because such a tough division, I think they'd do well just to get in. Um, yeah, and I think it's hard to tell because are they going to do better than last year? Maybe, well, you'd maybe like to not. think
1: with a better quarterback, yeah.
2: You would, but are they going to beat Green Bay in the playoffs? I can't see it happening.
1: Ollie, you're the you're the Rams guy. You're a converted Rams fan, apparently.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure why I'm quite so high on them, but um, I'm going to have them making a Super Bowl run. Four. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to have I've got them winning the NFC there I said
2: it Liam lock it up lock up right this, right. remember this on the 3rd of April yeah we're not so interested. far we've got
1: uh, the Saints finishing bottom of their division <laughs> and, and and now the Rams winning the uh NFC blimey but, what the fuck am I going to have to come up with to top
2: I was going to say what are you going to come up with next the Bears
3: to go to the Super Bowl
1: <laughs> the Jags are uh, winning it all mate lock it up <gasps> they take
3: it everyone down. I think they might lose to the AFC in the Super
0: Bowl. Yeah, I think
1: overall the AFC is probably a stronger division. I think um, they'll probably lose to someone like the Bucks on the run-up to the NFC play- uh, uh, Championship game.
2: I think unless it's injuries, I think we'll have a Bucks-Packers game again.
1: So, Ollie, if you got to win in a division as well, I take it?
3: Yeah, I think so.
1: Although it is a tough one. With what kind of record?
3: Um... Seahawks won it last year at 12-4. and four. Yep. Mm, looking at it, it's tough. Um, 13 wins out of 17 might get the job done.
2: Question for you, Wally. So what makes them better than the Seahawks and the Cardinals then? Come on. And well,
3: the 49ers. And the 49ers, yep. Yeah.
2: So I'm why just, are
3: they going to do it? I'm just in over my head now. I'm just well, too, I'm excited. I'm too excited about Stafford. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I quite like their offence. I think they've got good receivers. I think Stafford will have fun with better play calling. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, Ramsey's such a shutdown. Um, Donald's brilliant. They're going all the way. It's happening.
1: It's bold, isn't it? It is, <laughs> it is. bold. That's what we like to see on this show. I want bold predictions like that. I think that's good. But, no, I agree. I don't... Myself, I don't see him getting 13 wins in a division that difficult. I think there'll be games where they do slip up and something's not working. And it could, it could be a
3: situation where everyone beats everyone. Yeah. And, you know, 11 wins maybe gets the job done. I think 10 wins could possibly. 10 and 7. No, possibly. not
1: in that division. There'll be a team that's just too good.
2: I I'm think. just saying it'll get you in the playoffs. I could see 10 oh, wins getting you in the playoffs. That's what I, I mean, mean, you could Sorry. see all
1: four of these teams getting into the playoffs yeah, at could. the same time. You know, that's I think how you the could put is. all
2: four of these teams in another division; they could win it, another yeah, NFC I'll, division
1: easily. Yeah, if you put the, I'd even say put the Forty Nineers in the NFC East last season, they'd have won that easily. You know, even with their mashed-up squad. All right, then. Well, interesting times for the LA Rams. It'd be interesting to see what they do in free agency and in the draft and. Just how much Ollie is gonna lose on them. I mean, okay. maybe maybe they
3: finish fourth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just cover it, mate. Cover it. Just go <laughs> with it. it. That's
2: what we want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just cover it in some other hackers. Uh okay, should we move on to the, the division winners from last year, the Seattle Seahawks? Um another you know, another good season. I wouldn't say really good, because I think they'd have liked to have done more postseason. Obviously, losing to the Rams in the first round of that wasn't ideal. Um Started off the year really well, Liam. Um, had, a, had some really, you know, really convincing wins, really good games. Russell was cooking, as they say. And then um, it kind of went off the boil. And, you know, Pete Carroll took those kind of decisions away from Russell Wilson. And it all fell apart a little bit. I know he had a bad O-line and stuff like that. But why do you think that happened?
2: Can I just say before I start? No. We should have beat the Seahawks in that game. We outplayed ah. them for four quarters, right? I and mean, then I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to go on and be unbiased now. So I think that they did really well offensively. Um, the offensive line was was 14th overall. Um, so you can't really complain. But, yeah, I think the defence didn't really perform in many games and the running game didn't really
3: perform Ollie, I'm a bit surprised. I didn't realise they went twelve and four. Actually, um, yeah. I thought they had a, a lesser record than that. It's because they um, started so well. Yeah, as you said, like Wilson was on pace to be the MVP after four or five weeks. He was absolutely lighting it up, and then they just sort of seemed to fade. Out, it. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of on the flip side, their defense started really badly, and it came along as the season wore on, Jamal, Adam, Jamal Adams was sort of flying about everywhere. Um, when he said he
1: made a huge difference,
3: didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 12-4 division winners, and then they just sort of lost to the Rams in the playoffs, and that was that. Um, can, I, I don't, I, f-
2: yeah. can I say on a positive note, DJ Metcalf was an absolute freak, wasn't he? How good DK. was he? That's what I said. (laughs) Unless
1: it's his brother DJ who's headlining a nightclub in LA somewhere. DJ? (laughs) People just going mad in the club.
3: Yeah, I think they've got one of the best uh, wide receiver duers in the league. They've just re-signed Lockett to a four-year, $69 million deal.
2: I love
3: Um, that. I mean, they're they're so good. Yeah. uh, You know, you said it when we were talking about the Rams. Ramsey can shut one of them down and the other one will just talk to you. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that Tyler Lockett is one of the most underrated players in the entire league. He is so good. I mean, DK Metcalf gets a lot of the headlines because of his size and speed and stuff like that. But Lockett had a few games last season. One especially, I think he went well over 200 yards, 15 catches, three touchdowns or something ridiculous like that. And he still doesn't kind of get the respect that he deserves in that that team. But um, I agree with... With both of you, I agree with Oli on the defence improving at the end of last season. I think Carlos Dunlap was a huge sign in there and really improved that. When Jamal Adams is fit, he looks like the player they gave up two first round picks for. And he actually had the most sacks on the team, which as a safety is really quite impressive. But the biggest problem that the Seahawks had in my mind and that Russell Wilson clearly agrees with is that offensive line. They just couldn't protect him at all. You know, so, Liam, are you surprised that they haven't done more to sign, you know, a really top player at either tackle or guard or even centre to help them out?
2: I am, but that's not how Carroll works, is it? Carroll gets these later draft round picks and trades them up, but you'd think, considering the fuss that Wilson had and nearly leaving the team, that they would have done more to keep him happy and improve the team. You'd think you'd do everything, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, if it was a choice, but you know, if I'm the Seahawks, you know, owners, for example, and I've got a choice between keeping Russell Wilson happy or keeping Pete Carroll happy, I'd get rid of Pete Carroll and keep your franchise quarterback. you
2: you, You can get another coaching as good equally, but a franchise quarterback like that comes around once every so many years. Like, look at Lawrence in the draft. Like, it's taken years for someone that good to come through.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at the Bears. We haven't had a quarterback for thirty years, hence why we try and do everything to get Russell Wilson now. And the Seahawks don't want to find themselves in a position of no return, where they don't do anything to shore up this offensive line. They're going into the 2021 season. Russ doesn't really, you know, care about what he's doing. He, yeah, you know, they're not letting him play. They want the way they want to let him play. And then, boom, 2022 hits and he leaves which is, you know, it's there's real talk of him still leaving this season. If he doesn't get what he wants uh, next season, he's gone, surely. I think he's
2: gone. I think he's going to give him one more year to sort of meet him. And then, yeah, you know, I think he can see him going. One thing I did want to say about the Seahawks is their secondary, their PFF grade was 52 overall. That is horrendously bad.
1: Yeah, they've, yeah a lot of that was... So Jamal Adams obviously wasn't fit, as we of said, course. for a lot of it. No, but I know the Their cornerbacks weren't fit. good enough.
2: But you'd, you'd expect a team like the Seahawks to be better than that.
1: Yeah, they're the Griffin brothers, obviously. Um, They've both left now. They've, they've got a lot of work to do on that secondary because teams will, will hit them. And they, again, another position where they haven't really, you know, looked at in free agency is a lot of good cornerbacks and, this is available. This was going to
2: be my question. I'm, I might ask it to Ollie. Um, so, do you think that they can sort of improve defensively, so they're sort of more balanced? Do you think they're able to do that?
3: Yeah, definitely. They have to because um, if Russ wasn't cooking, so to speak, that defense wasn't backing him up for the first half of the season. Um, they've only got three draft picks. So, yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's not. You can't really even trade back and pick up much more.
2: There's not a lot of wiggle room there. The only thing um, you could do is trade down, possibly, to get more picks.
1: Yeah, but they're trading down for. I think their first picks in the second round.
3: Yeah, you know, you're not going to pick up a load there. Um, yeah, they've re-signed Kylos. Done that, so that's obviously good for them. Um, what I would say on the. Thing about protecting Wilson, maybe you missed it, but they just signed Gabe Jackson from the Raiders for a year's 22 million. So that's going to help a bit.
1: I saw that, but that was someone the Raiders wanted out of the building, which isn't a good sign. Um, if the Raiders uh,
2: don't want him, that's not good, is it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know they've got rid of their whole offensive line now, but this is someone they really tried to get out of the building. So don't know how much he's really going to do on that team. Plus you... Yeah, obviously three million twenty-two, but that's low for someone that you want protecting. Russell Wilson, a top-five quarterback. Oh,
3: well, Russell Wilson is absolutely superb, and I don't know why you wouldn't hire resources into the offensive
1: line. I know it, it really—it makes no sense. You look at Joe Tanny, and now going to the Chiefs to help protect that. Obviously, we spoke about Trent Williams before. These are the kind of money that you need to spend on these players to protect. A quarterback as good as Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's no getting away from it. He's a top three quarterback. He's one of the best we've seen for the last 20, 30 years. So why not go out and get your guy protection? To me, it just seems like an absolute no brainer.
3: Yeah. And in, in that division as well, I mean, you look at some of the people that are going to be coming for him. Donald, we just spoke about, but then JJ Watt has just come into the division as well. Okay, just um, Jones, Nick Bosa. I mean, just he's going to be under duress a lot,
1: he's going to be getting absolutely abused by some of these, you know, defensive lines. They've they're three of the best defensive lines in football.
2: I've just had a look at their cap, no good. <laughs> They've got under two million. That is, it's not, but other
1: teams have worked out a way of restructuring it. Uh, affordable
2: years as we've said.
1: Avoidable years, but then getting rid of other players and you know Ollie hires their account and
2: you know the usual things.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. get the Saints account and or the Bucks at the moment. You're laughing.
2: Exactly.
0: That's
1: all there's, you need. there's always something you can do as a team, and they could have been a lot smarter. Before yeah, I think there's other well.
2: moves they could have done and got rid of some other players, possibly. You know,
1: as Ollie said, like there's going to be a lot of defensive players licking their lips, looking at this offensive line. And Russell Wilson is going to have to spend a lot of his time outside the pocket if they don't shore things up, which seems unlikely now, given their cap space and their lack of draft picks.
3: I think he's going to have to be in the sort of form he was in at the start of last season, but for a prolonged period, which is a big ask of him. You know, he he can't put the team on his back for the whole season. Others need to step up. And for the extra game as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it falls on Pete Carroll's head, if I'm honest. I think... Things were working very well for the first seven weeks. You know, Russ was cooking. They were throwing bombs. Everything was working beautifully. Pete Carroll then changed up the play calling for no apparent reason and wanted to run it as more of a, a run first offense or if they get to third and 15, then there's no way they're throwing it. They're running it instead. But before that, they were throwing it and letting Russ, you know, do something. You know, Liam, why change a winning formula?
2: Not too sure. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Maybe there's some Seahawks fans that probably know more than us, but I don't understand it. I'm with you. I know they've lost the Legion of Boom, but yeah, it's just it's just not the same team, are they?
1: Well, Carroll prides himself on being quite a good defensive coach as well. And since that Legion of Boom, they've done they've had a shocking defense, you know, especially last year. But for the last few years, they've not had a defense that they can rely on. So, yeah, if Russ isn't allowed to do what he's doing and that defence can't keep up, they're going to have a real tough time in 2021.
2: Do you think they could maybe have a bad year this year?
1: I, it depends what you class as bad. I don't think they'll ever have a year where they go, less than, uh, four less and 13, because they've got Russ. But if they go to eight and nine or something like that, then, yeah, that's a terrible year for them. And, and definitely a possibility.
2: I could see if, it happening.
1: Maybe
3: Ollie's but, prediction's not so stupid after all then. Yeah, you see, I'm coming around <laughs> to my way of thinking already and there's still, what, four, five months to go.
1: Well, I wouldn't have Seahawks as division winners anyway. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a, it's a shootout between the 49ers and the Rams. So I agree with
3: you there. With the, uh, I think season. Seahawks have got a nice offence. picked up um, Gerald Everett from the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's going to do some work with Russ in the off-season. So they're going to sort of try and build some rapport. Um, good pickup at the same time, weakening a division rival, which is always handy. Carson's re-signed there as well, who I like. So I think the offense is in good shape other than the line. They're good at the skill player positions. But yeah, the defense, it's got to step up and make some plays.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. So before we end, should we do a a one to four of where we think um, these teams are going to finish in division? Ollie, I'll start with you, because I've just seen your reaction, so you're clearly keen to do it.
3: All right, I'll, gonna, I'll go at the end. I'm going to go Rams first, as I've said. 49 um, is second. And then I think probably Cardinals third, and Ooh. maybe the, maybe the Seahawks in fourth.
1: Oh, I love it. Leo? I want you to go. Um all right, I'm gonna go Forty ers Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks.
2: I think I'm with you. Mm,
3: that's why want you wanted me see... to
1: go first, isn't <gasps> it? No, I, I want, want to see the it, Cardinals.
3: Man. I want to see the Cardinals progress more. Um, you know, obviously we just had Tom on, so
1: um No, this isn't the th- saying they're not gonna progress. I still think they'll get a double digit win season. So I think
3: last season there was a lot of This time last year, there was a lot of pressure on Murray because he was heading into his second year and Jackson and Mahomes both won the MVP in their second year. And people were just sort of assuming that he was going to step up and do it when maybe he didn't quite have the supporting cast around him. Um, But I think he he progressed. So As a Cardinals fan, you'd want to see him take another step up this year.
1: Yeah, and you've always got the Kyler Murray run, which is probably one of the best you know, options in football because he's he's pretty much uncatchable when he goes... And we didn't really talk to Tom about it, but when, you know, Kyler Murray came back from his slight injury, they didn't use that run as much. So if they can get that going again, then, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals are well on their way to a double-digit win season. But I think that'll be enough for, for third.
2: The Cardinals are the team I want to see do well. But for me, I think the most interesting team to watch is going to be the 49ers because of the quarterback situation. I really want Jimmy G to come back and have a good year. I think everyone does. I don't think anyone dislikes him, really, do they?
1: No, he, just seems, he seems like such a cool guy. And he goes out with, like, porn stars and that. So Maybe
3: his ex-girlfriends do to do well. Pretty cool, isn't it? I want to <laughs> see them just have a, a good run at it. Not, I want to see what they're made of. I don't want to see them affected by injuries. Yeah. Exactly. That's more so as well.
1: All right, good stuff. We're, yeah, it's a cracking division. So it'll be... Um, very entertaining next year. Uh we'll finish with any other business. Uh the league confirmed the seventeenth games, obviously. I try to pick out a few games um and highlight just how good that these can be. So we've got now in the seventeenth week, we've got the Packers versus the Chiefs, which is Filthy good.
2: Oh, Surely they'll both be resting their stars for the playoffs. Well, these
1: are the things you don't know. You don't know in what position these teams will be in, but just to look at, that's an absolute. On paper, cracker. that's
2: great. Yeah, but.
1: We've got the Seahawks Steelers, Ollie. I don't know how you feel about that one. Oh, yeah,
3: it's- Seahawks will be battling to not finish fourth. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. then <laughs> nothing to play for, by um, <laughs> We've got the Rams Ravens. Another great game. Uh, Cardinals Browns. So, you know, know uh,
2: Colts, Colts, Buccaneers. I know we've got the Chargers, so I'm expecting another win in LA.
1: You've got the Chargers, we've got the Raiders. Yeah.
2: It's all right, we'll be in the playoffs by then, so we'll be resting with our starters that week. No, you won't. No, we were not at all.
1: <laughs> but I, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a reversal of what I said in midweek, and uh, I now love the 17th week. Uh, I've never been opposed to it. Uh, you know, with these sort the of games, you can't really be, you know, there's some really good games here. It's going to be great yeah.
2: for us to watch, isn't it? It's going to be awesome.
1: The only thing I was thinking is how it affects our fantasy season.
3: Because yeah, can we just like not play weeks and then?
1: Well, yeah. Liam, Liam doesn't play from week two anyway. So Liam, you can you play this year? Seriously.
2: Because um, we can't I might do a football
1: not. podcast and not really play it.
2: I feel like I might have to for the sake of the podcast because I'm dedicated to the art and the craft. Yeah,
1: I, I think I, obviously, yeah, I, I want you to play. as a guaranteed win.
2: I, the thing is, though, I need to when you do the next draft, I need to not have four beers beforehand because I got two. Figures. Four beers. <laughs> Ollie he
1: makes <laughs> out like he just had twenty and had his stomach pumped at A and E. You drafted two kickers.
2: <laughs> that, that was my <laughs> issue. But, Are you Paul
1: Gascoigne or?
2: <laughs> but partly my issue was because we did a, a auction draft, and I kept putting in players, hoping that other people would buy them, and it backfired on me. About he five had
1: three pounds. quarterbacks with an average age of thirty nine.
2: Yep, you all wanted Tom Brady though, didn't you? When I had him?
1: No, because I won again. <laughs> people were coming for my crown. I know. I know. Ollie's eyeing up my
3: crown. Two playoff defeats are stinging, so I need to turn this around. Hell yeah! Don't wink at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to, it's the only joy I had last year. From well, no, I was in New Zealand, so that's pretty good. But the fantasy win was also a, another highlight. I'm gonna miss watching games because uh, I could watch every game last year, you know, when I was in New Zealand, it was nice, and I'm gonna miss that. But hey ho, that's for another time. Um, have any of you boys got anything you want to bring up? Before we end?
3: Yeah, I've got um, something to tell you guys that I forgot to mention before, so you're hearing this live.
1: Oh, now. shit.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I had a couple of beers last night and uh, I bought us a cameo intro. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> no way! Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Um, I, it hasn't come through yet, so I will tell you off air and I'll leave it. If it comes through in time, we can put it on this one. If not, then maybe the next episode.
2: Well, I mean... It- this is great news. We were talking, if anyone wants to know, we were talking off air. We were just chatting and there's a joke. We all sort of said, when we have a few beers, we're going to get a cameo. And Ollie has delivered, like FedEx.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with Ollie, You can always rely on him. You know, Liam, it's you fair. not so much. But uh, well, I'm so excited now. Fucking hell. I mean, I mean, I feel <laughs> that's this is
3: about vibe now. But,
1: um... but no, but at least we've got someone. To, I mean, before that, we had Liam before <laughs>
3: They haven't agreed to
1: do it yet, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Imagine how we get rejected on cameo. Oh, the,
2: only thing, no. the only thing I really wanted to say was about the international games. We've got two confirmed in London at the moment. That's the only thing I would say. But after all his news, I feel like maybe we should talk about that midway. Is
1: it Nigel Farage? Because it's not Nigel Farage. Oh, all right, all right. We we'll have to go with the second best option. Then. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah. Good point, Lim. Sorry about the international games. The Falcons have said that they'll be playing in. Uh, London, so I don't think any other team has has come through and said that they're playing yet, but is it a given that we're going to have to go along? and
2: We're going to have to do some sort of live show or something, aren't we? Annoying is at Tottenham. I won't
1: lie after what I said. Like, I'm not keen on going back there, but... The thing about Tottenham
3: is it's easy to get to. Yeah. And West yeah. Ham always win there.
1: Yeah, that is true actually, yeah. If I bring Mikel Antonio along, there's maybe like a I a running back or something. And... Does he
3: listen to the Just invite him. Michael, I'll drop him you're I'll drop welcome, a message. You're welcome to come. I'll be shocked yeah.
2: if he didn't listen, to be honest.
1: Yeah, a no, big fan of everything I've ever done.
3: Hopefully, um, West Ham have a Saturday game that weekend and you can come on the Sunday. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, no, I'll go along.
1: I mean, I'll he, actually,
3: to he, he used to pay for my team as well.
1: So Yeah. Yeah, where well, you say that, he was pretty, pretty terrible.
3: the best uh, team, bad bunch. Yeah. Well, very good point. I
2: feel like we should do some sort of Saturday live show. We'll go to the pub of the home team and we'll try and do some show with the home team on the away you team. You want to
1: do a Saturday live show when the game's on Sunday?
2: Yeah, we can do it the day before. <laughs> you must be having a laugh,
1: mate. I get yeah. down there 24 hours early for the game.
2: We have something called trains. We can come back the same day. What? Yeah, because all the Saturday games, they're, the day before, they have like meetups in like certain fan pubs. Well, we, We'd be better off thing. staying down there then. This sounds like a good weekend already, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll have a few beers. Over
1: the course of the weekend, I reckon you could probably fit in four beers. And then, yeah, all right, we're we'll looking to do something for the game then. And we'll, yes. go, we'll go along and meet, meet some people that we spoke to, hopefully.
0: Know, all right, all... boys,
1: um, we're obviously meeting up shortly. Shit, very shortly. I've got to get the train at some point. So thank you both, and thank you to Tom for joining. Really enjoyed that. Um, Liam, what's the show we're doing next week?
2: I'm going to keep it as a mystery for our guests, but it'll be the opposite division. But the only thing before we go is remember to give us good review on all of your podcasting sites, and don't forget to check our Facebook and
3: Twitter page.
1: Liam, when you say you um, are keeping it a mystery from our guests, can you not keep it a mystery from me and Ollie? Yeah, I'll or tell fair. you what, fair. i <laughs> just keep it for our guests,
2: just so they listen next
3: like, do you want to? Do you want to know what we're doing, or do you want what's in this box?
2: <laughs> Mystery box. Mystery box. No, I know exactly what division we're doing, but I'm just keeping people up guessing.
3: Yeah. Right, AFC I'm sure yeah.
1: They're going to be on tenor hooks for the next week, thinking, okay. <laughs> "Fuck, what are George, Holly, and Liam doing next <laughs> week?" You know, I must tune in. All right, boys, thank you, and I'll see you very shortly.
3: See you soon. Bye. See you soon. Yeah. See you soon. Thanks, thank you guys. for listening.